Believers, it's Dr. Shante, and today's episode of Branding for Believers is brought to you by the Israel Adonijah Foundation, which has been serving more than 8,000 youth since 2007 with after-school programs for children on the south side of Chicago, youth leadership camps, summer internships, along with football and cheering camps. And it is a great segue to introduce our guest for today, who is none other than Israel Adonijah himself. Izzy, as he is better known, is an 11-year NFL veteran, and he's played 10 years for the Chicago Bears. That's how I came to know him. And you guys know how I feel about my bears. Uh, But during that time, he led the NFL in block punts and field goals on special teams. And he also received the Ed Block Courage Award. So Izzy, I want to take the time to thank you and welcome you to the show. Thanks for having me. So I wanted to start with your your commitment to the cause serving youth and and the commitment that you've shown on the field. You've been a winner in so many areas of your life. However, that isn't always the case. Sometimes we have setbacks and we have pitfalls. And so I want you to take our listeners to, to a time during your success journey where you had to exercise some real faith and decide whether or not you were going to move forward with your dreams or follow a more traditional route. Well, well, I, I think, you know, you talk about life struggles and challenges. I think that is that is uniform for everyone. I mean, I don't care where you're from, your background, any of that stuff. We all through our, our lives, through our, our, our journeys, will have challenges. We all will have struggles. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, a, a big aspect of achieving and fighting through that and, and ascending above those things is, is faith. And for me, I was fortunate to come from a family that was deeply rooted in, in, in faith and, and, and the understanding that during life's most challenging times, you know, there, there was a place to turn and, and there was, you know, what, even when you didn't, didn't know the answers, you know, that you could put those worries and put those issues, you know, um, and, and trusting in God ultimately to find solutions. And even in the, the darkest of times or the most challenging times. So, I, you know, that was kind of something that I was fortunate to have as a child and, and really to see as a child growing up. And, you know, just for me, you know, hey, a kid that wanted to play basketball. And, oh, okay. <laughs> and that's, that was my, my dream as a kid. And I wanted to be a child psychologist. And, you know, I had a, a bunch of dreams and things that I wanted to do. And, and, you know, ultimately, you know, God had a plan for me. And, and even, you know, at the end of the day, I think all the things that us as people, as, as an individual that we want for ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, those, the things that you dream for yourself, for your own life are those seeds of those thoughts that are, we all have individually, you know, they're there because it's, it's a part of you. They're there because you have the gifts, you have the abilities, you have the skill sets. And, and that's why you, you're drawn to something or you feel something. It's because that's a part of your purpose or, or part of the plan, you know, but even with that, the things just don't magically fall into our laps or in place you have to work for them so you know just um you know there's so many stories in my journey but just on the football journey you know yeah it was you know I didn't want to play play football my mother actually drove me to my first practice she made me go against my will (laughs) 
I, w- I was upset. I wasn't happy about it. And then, um, but when I got there, I'm competitive. I played and lo and behold, I made the team that day. And, and at that practice that very day was the head coach of the University of Manitoba. And he said, Hey, we want you to come play at our university. And I ended up playing there for five years. And in you know, my fourth year there, a scout from the Cleveland Browns was looking at another player and they said, Hey, is there any, anybody else that we should look at? And my coach said, well, this kid is extremely raw, but he's big. He's fast. He's a great athlete. Look at him. And then that scout said, Hey, you can play in the NFL. And from a kid who directly said, I don't want to play football. And my mother said, well, whether you like it or not, your coach provided this opportunity. So we're going to go to pl- go play. And if it doesn't work out, you know where you'll be right back here in our little town doing nothing or doing what you're doing, not nothing. But, uh, so from that, from that fortitude of my mother and and her ability to understand that life is about walking through the doors that are opening in front of you, even though, hey, I didn't want to play football, that door opened, she pushed me through it. And because of that, it opened up a whole new, you know, just scope of opportunities and experiences for me that ultimately helped, you know, bring me back to doing some of the things that I wanted to do that I thought were a part of my plan for my life. But, you know, God's direction was different from my direction. So, you know, the and through that journey, it hasn't been easy. I got cut from the Cleveland Browns. I fractured my ankle. They sent me back to Canada. Mm. You know, I was at home. I wasn't doing anything. I was in hiding because I was the first Manitoban to play in the NFL. And, you know, everywhere I went, people were like, oh, Donna J, well, you know, why are you here? What are you doing? And I was, I didn't want to explain, oh, I got cut. So, but she came to me and she was like, listen, another opportunity will come. Son, I can promise you that another opportunity will come. And the question is, will you be ready? And, and, you know, that just hit home. So I got up, I started training, I started trying to work and get my leg healthy and healed up. And sure enough, the Chicago Bears called, they signed me to a one week contract. Wow. (laughs) That that one week turned into the end of the season. They then sent me to Berlin. I lived in Germany for four months. I played for the Berlin Thunder, came back and I made the team and I was there for an additional nine years. And, and you know, the journey has just been absolutely amazing, but de- definitely challenges. I mean, you know, hey, I came back and had to, I had to earn a, a spot on the 53-man roster. You know, um, I, I, my first, you know, four or five years, I was just a special teams player. So I didn't start. I didn't actually start until you know, seventh year in the league and, you know, sixth year in the league, you know, so it's, there's, there's stories of perseverance and then, you know, all the other things layered in it. And that's, that's not unique to my story or to my life. That's every single one of us that's going through this journey uh, and, and this adventure called life. So I mean, I'm fortunate that through those things, um, faith has, has, has been kind of the cornerstone. I call it kind of just like my anchor. And, and, you know, regardless of how amazing things are and, and things are just on top of the world, you know, hey, at the end of the day, this is, is a part of God's plan for my life. And then when things are at their darkest or going through challenges at the end of the day, you know, um, I know that God can bring me through whatever it is and that ultimately his plan is, is perfect and, and is built for me to succeed and to win in this, in this game of life and that, you know, I just have to make sure that I'm I'm diligently walking kind of in my path and in my purpose. And, you know, um, 
it's, it's been an exciting adventure. And now, now just being retired from football, I'm excited about what's next. Thank you for sharing that. There was so much depth and richness in everything that you just said. And three things that, that stood out to me in particular. One is the advice and the admonition of your mother saying that sometimes you just have to walk through the doors that are open in front of you. And, you know, sometimes in this journey to success, it's not always going to be the door that we hoped for. But you were able to be tremendously blessed by walking through the door that was open in front of you. And that in turn opened up opportunities that led you back to some of the original paths that you wanted to walk down. Another thing that that stood out to me was being ready for the yes, that a, a delay is not a denial. Being cut from the Cleveland Browns, you went home and got ready for the next opportunity. And sometimes that's what happens with with entrepreneurs and dreamers is that we have a setback and then we sit down instead of readying ourselves for the next opportunity. So I appreciate you sharing that. And the amazing story of this is the piece that really gets me is your commitment to stay the course. The fact that you didn't start until you said your seventh year in the NFL, a lot of people would not have had that fortitude because sometimes when things don't happen overnight, it's like, you know what? There's all this doubt and and fear and maybe I should go a a different direction, but you stuck it out. And it's just a a testament to your strength and the faith that, that you mentioned. So can you take us to, there are several people listening right now. Several of them are your fans and people that have watched you grow and they are struggling in that place. They are fearful. They are doubtful. And they're wondering whether or not they should go forward or if they should go back to something that's more traditional. What advice would you give to those people right now who are stuck between a rock and a hard place and struggling to keep their dreams afloat? Yeah, I think I think one, you know, it's really to to what I touched on earlier, to, to those people out there. I mean, I think you should you should find you know some comfort in knowing that you're not alone. You know, e- even with success, there's always struggle. You know, and as I mentioned earlier, struggle is always. An aspect of life, and and what I challenge those people to, to really focus on and work on is the the internal process of managing those challenges. Because when you when you begin to understand that everyone will struggle, mm-hmm. then you you understand that the variable to ascending and and winning those challenges is really your perspective and your approach and your mindset and how you wake up and you pick up the axe and you swing it every day and swing the axe and continue to swing the axe and eventually the tree falls. Mm. Someone who looks at whatever they're doing and they're overwhelmed by the size of the tree and and they're overwhelmed by how hard the tree is and they're overwhelmed by the height of the tree and and the heat that's on their back and the the fact that they don't have the water to drink. You know, that mentality, you're sitting there and now you're worrying about all the stuff that's going on and you're not doing any work. You're not mm. cutting the tree. The individual with the mindset of, you know, everyone's out here swinging the axe or everyone's out here trying to chop down their own tree, cut down their own tree. But regardless of how tired or thirsty or how hot or how big the challenge, I'm, I'm committed just to taking the next swing. I'm committed just to taking the next swing. I'm committed just to taking one more swing. I'm going to take one more swing, one more swing. And, and then what you realize is eventually you've taken a thousand, you've taken a million swings. He's taken, you know, a, a billion swings. And before you know it, the tree falls. And that's the mentality of mo- the most successful people that I encounter. The most successful people I know have a way to, despite the challenge, they have a way to 
narrow the field, narrow the focus, and focus on just the next step. So when you take the, the big challenge and you, you scale it down to what I call like a micro win. So what is, what is your micro win? Like what is the next thing that I can do right now today in this moment that will be a win? You know, and if it's just taking that swing or just getting, you know, that phone call to make whatever that thing is. And those micro wins, those little wins, those little swings ultimately help you move towards your goal. Now, I, and, and I'll, I'll tell you this, it's not easy. Developing that mentality isn't easy, mm-hmm. but it's like anything else. You know, it's habitual. So, you know, the people who do it well, it's just a way that they process challenge. They break it down and then they go to work. There's the other side of it where challenge comes and then the people kind of are focused on how big it is or the uh, the challenges and, and all those things. And and um, so that's kind of what I'd say, like, hey, it, it's going to be a challenge. Anything in our lives that's worth having it's gonna take work because if it was easy everybody would have it everybody would be it everybody would you know be there but it's it's the work that's hard you know um a lot of people know what to do Mm -hmm. very few people do what they know and you know that is that's really what you know, moving past that as an entrepreneur is because you're an entrepreneur because you're a visionary. You see something different that everyone else isn't seeing. And you had the bravery to step out of the lane and say, you know what, I'm going to track through this and create a new path and be a leader and do all these things. And that is never, is never easy. So the, the, you know, for me and something that that I've always found helpful is kind of what I spoke about earlier. It's Jeremiah 29, 11, And it says ultimately that God has a purpose, um, for, for all of our lives. And it's, you know, he, he has a plan, you know, for us to all prosper and for all, all of us to be fruitful and successful. And ultimately all we need to do is, is have hope. And, and, you know, when you look up the word hope, hope means ultimately that you believe regardless of whatever is going on that the outcome will be positive that the outcome will be successful mm-hmm. you know so when you look when you know for me when I kind of break down that scripture I say okay you know one I just have to make sure that that you know I believe in in God's plan for my life and if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing you know swinging the axe and and just putting in the work and living right and doing all those things you know and one thing I do know through my personal experience regardless of how big the challenge God has always upheld his side of of the the work, mm-hmm. you know, yes. and and you know that's always served me well. So you know, I talk about how when things are amazing and then when things are challenging, you know, when things are on when we're on top of the world and you know the communion cup business is doing well, all this stuff, you know, you know that scripture, my anchor scripture, reminds me like at the end of the day, this is not me. You know, this is God's plan and it's His plan for prosperity and to to, to you know, advance the kingdom and all these things through me as really as a tool and, you know, stay focused on, you know, what that plan is and really what my purpose is. And then when things are challenging and like, and like my first two, our first years, we didn't sell a single communion cup, but, you know, we stayed steadfast understanding that at the end of the day, yeah, we have two years, we haven't sold any product, but God has a, a plan. And at the end of the day, his plan has always been perfect. You know, even though I don't know what it is, I don't know where it's going, all these things, but his plan is perfect. And sure enough, year three, milestone, year four, milestone. And it's just been like, 
you know, incredible victories for for the company. And then you look back and you're like, wow, you know, I mean, ultimately, yeah, he has a plan to help us get not just to where we want to be, you know, mm-hmm. but his his vision and his plan for you is far beyond, believe me, it's far beyond what you what you consider to be successful. You have no idea how big what is in store, how big the things that he has in store for your life is because, you know, here on earth where we confine our, what we view as success to yeah. what we see in other people or what we see around us. And, and, you know, God's, you know, his definition and his perception of greatness or prosperity is far beyond what any of us could, could imagine or dream. So, you know, just, um, continue to work and, and continue to and continue to strengthen your muscle that allows you to to stay positive and focused and it's like anything else you know that that habit when when you see a challenge rather than focusing on the challenge focus on the positive and and focus on the steps at hand that can be taken scale down like what can i do today to solve one component of this challenge. And then also the, the last thing I'll say is if you, if you're in a business or in something that you've been doing a long time mm-hmm. and it's, you haven't had a breakthrough or you're not where you want to be and all those things. Mm-hmm. A lot of times us as entrepreneurs and, and business people we're set in how we think and we're set in what we want to do. We're set in our plan. We're set in our way. Mm-hmm. You've got to take a step back and, and realize if what you've been doing isn't moving forward, isn't breaking through isn't getting to where you want to be, then you have to have the wisdom to stop, reassess and put another plan together. Mm-hmm. And the application of that for my life is what year one, year two, we didn't sell any communicants. I told you about that. So I brought somebody in. They said, Izzy, you need to do X, Y, Z. And part of that plan was letting go like four or five of the people that were part of the company. Mm. And, you know, we did, we did that. And sure enough, next year, you know, a huge contract next year, just things started. I mean, the company completely transformed company culture transformed, wow. you know, just growth. But if I would have said no, and, and believe me, one of the two of the people were like key people in my mind. And if I was set in my ways and said, no, this is going to be our guy. Can, you know, this is person's going to do this. This lady's going to continue this because, you know, they're great. And I like them and I trust what they're saying. We wouldn't be where we are today. But when you, you look at, you know, two years, nothing's broken through. Okay. We need to put together a new game plan Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, yeah, it's scary, but if what you're doing isn't working, you got to change it. You got to change it. Man, that is powerful. As you were were saying that I'm an English professor and so metaphor is everything to me. And as you were talking about, just keep swinging the axe. That is it. That is exactly what it's about. Um, Listeners, I hope you guys are are tweeting that out. Keep swinging the axe. Last question. And this is, is somewhat tied to your work with youth, which has been amazing how you've inspired young people and just planted seeds and watered them and so many things that that haven't even manifested yet based on the work that you've done through your foundation. Is there a book that you always encourage them to read or a book that has inspired you that you feel would be an excellent read for anyone listening to this podcast? The book that I think would be an inspirational read, you know, we don't actually, um, Myself personally, I don't give a, a book to our, our youth leaders that I feel was an inspiration to me. Generally, um, we pick a book or we 
our director, as we get to know the kids and spend time with them, we, we do something at the end of the year mm-hmm. where each kid gets a book that's kind of something that they would connect with. Okay. Um, a, a lot of my inspiration really is, is from people um, that are my mentors and the people that I work with and the, 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 the lessons that, that they share with me. So I do a lot of just sitting down with people and, and, you know, I call it just learning the formula. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all the most successful people that are on this earth and that we know they, they are successful and that success ultimately is, is, is a rule book. It's a formula, their story, their journeys, the things that they've been through and the experiences that they've had, you know? Um, so I, I definitely try to spend as much time as possible to say, hey, let's grab lunch, let's grab dinner and, and tell me about your journey and ask questions and kind of have that real uh, interaction with just sitting down and, and, and learning other people's, their, their formulas to their success and, and then, you know, I think the important part is then taking those lessons mm-hmm. and applying them to my, my, my journey, you know, and, and although my, you know, I've had, I've been fortunate to have a great journey thus far, but there's still so much and there's still so much that I, I really don't know. So, you know, that's really kind of what I focus on doing as far as my inspiration and then passing it on to others, you know, doing things where I can sit down with a mentee or a young man or woman and, and pass on kind of what what has been my formula thus far. Thank you so much, Izzy. I really appreciate it. So believers, you still have an opportunity to get tickets for his event, raising money for this foundation. And I will be sure to post that link into the show notes. Izzy, it's been a privilege and an honor. I've learned so much in this interview and I wish you well in your next stages of your success. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you for having me. Take care. You too. 